This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Playoffs. Hello and welcome to NL Playoffs. My name is Gautam. I have with me my co-host Aniket. Aniket, say hi. Hello world. Aniket, it's been a while. Uh, I think we owe an apology to anybody who's listening. Maybe two or three of the, the folks who are listening to our podcast. Because we've had a bit of a break. Uh, things have been happening in both of our lives. So we had to take a bit of a personal break. Uh, which means that we were away for about three weeks or three and a half weeks or so. So I guess we owe an apology, Aniket. Yeah. uh life happens as they say uh, the classic statement it, it's true for us as well so it's what it is but i think all we can do is from here uh, just be more regular and be consistent so let's uh, aim for that yeah uh, this is round 25 aniket round 25 uh we've hit a quarter century it's it's the silver jubilee of our podcast uh which means that we need to do some kind of celebration obviously virtually because we never get to meet in person i guess but we'll we'll plan that some other time but having said that we have um things to discuss uh, the commonwealth games just finished so we're going to talk about that um we're going to touch upon a bit of the premier league as well because uh that has started as we were just talking offline that uh, i was it kind of sprung up on me the premier league the new premier league season but hey it's here i'm glad that it's back in our lives uh we'll see if we can touch a bit of formula 1 as well uh we are recording this on the 11th the 11th of august at around 8:30 in the morning so uh, so just so that the listeners are aware so uh, let's start with the commonwealth games aniket you said it's the 25th episode uh, i think team india has given a good reason for us to uh, do our 25th episode it's been relatively uh, positive and i was actually very happy seeing uh, how team india performed in birmingham that was the venue for the commonwealth games 2022 so and i'm we are excited to talk about it cuz i think we have not spoken about this at all so let's uh, get into it all right uh, be- before we actually talk about the 2022 commonwealth games and i have a question for you to see if Uh my actual question is this always keeps bugging me every 4 years when the commonwealth games uh, turn up is why are the commonwealth games still relevant because if you look at the history right don't get me wrong i'm in i'm all in for any kind of sporting action live sport is the best but why is commonwealth games still a thing because looking at the history it was meant for i think they were called the british empire games so it was held among the nations that the british occupied or invaded what do you call it or ruled over illegally so it was meant for that and then it slowly evolved into the the commonwealth games where the countries belonging to the general commonwealth i guess uh, uh took continue to take part even after the british i guess left uh, and all of those countries became independent right so i personally see these games as a bit of a hangover of, of british colonialism So I because we have Olympic games every 4 years anyway so why do we need commonwealth games So it's one of the many hangovers that we are dealing with uh, in our society that include some of the laws that we have which are archaic and we have still not got uh, rid of them But that being said uh, I don't want to contest their uh, you know 
validity or uh, their importance but i think it does give uh, our players a platform before the olympics to train and it's i think a good it's a it's a decent venue for people because you have the asian games and then you typically uh, have the europe uh, sorry what i'm saying the olympics and i think this is a medium sized platform where you can you know you're not competing against the world but you still have formidable opponents uh, you can contest and you can test your teams out you can do the permutation combinations of uh, you know prepare, preparing for the olympics so as i see that added, this is the only add value that this adds i uh, apart from that i think from an athletic athlete's point of view it helps you keep sharp so i think what's necessary and i think neeraj kumar uh, neeraj sharma had spoken about this sorry about how we need competitions uh, regularly at an international level to keep athletes uh, pushing so i think this adds one of them how important is it uh, well uh, we've got to ask the athletes who come back and won medals to know what their importance and i'm pretty sure it is important because uh, you can see a lot of interesting feats have been achieved by indian athletes this time no for sure because my my thing is yes uh, i'm sure it's really useful for the athletes because they get to compete against you know relatively the world's best i guess it's not the creme de la creme but uh, there there are still folks from all around the world coming in and playing so i i'm not trying to diminish the importance of it but i'm just questioning the relevance of it in this day and age because we are in 2022 they still have you know i guess the compromise is that you still have to participate in i think it's called the queen's baton relay or something something weird like that uh, which is for me uh, takes me back to uh, not takes me back but just all the, all the stuff that i read when the british came over and all the things that they did and look hum hum master log hain tum slave log ho let's let's start and you're going to play in this game or in this tournament that we've organized uh you're going to follow our rules and etc and etc i guess it's played played in good spirit now uh over the past years but it's it's just historically speaking you know i think there is always that lingering thing that you know this is something that the british started when they were ruling over all these colonies uh i'm 100% on board with you and as philosophy personal philosophy i believe that uh things have to be questioned uh, you know regularly uh, i think everything should be quest- questioned and tested with yeah. time so that's when you know the relevance and uh, we've been speaking of this offline but i actually just returned from uh, london so i have seen uh, just so much of uh, you know i went and saw the kohinoor diamond which was once <laughs> with india and the plunder taken there and displayed to us and you know they tell it's shown as a feat you know uh, you see the buckingham palace change of guard and when i was there that day it was a sunny day and i was literally wondering like you know in the 21st century is this necessary i mean i understand yeah. respect ceremony traditions everything but that day my heart cried out for that guard there who essentially couldn't move it was sweltering heat and there was a heat wave going on in london so i was uh, coinciding with that time where tracks and roads were melting and this gentleman had to stand there in attention without you know batting an eyelid or even uh, talking and it i was uncomfortable in shirt and shorts and he had this feather cap and all over and i was like wow but uh, i did question it at that point and then you question it now uh yeah i don't know what more i have to say apart from the fact that uh, it does seem silly but 
well here we are yeah i'm sure i'm think i think the athletes who are participating do not mind it because of the reasons that you just said because of uh, you know they get to participate with the world's best relatively and then they get to play in all these uh, high level uh, of uh, competition so which is good i guess but i know i i can keep going i can still question i can i'll continue to question the relevancy of the uh, commonwealth games but i think whatever you or i say they are still here to stay i guess they are still happening so yeah. we'll see where that takes us but let's get to the 2022 commonwealth games that are held in birmingham uh india uh, they, they've always historically done well in the commonwealth games they finished i oh, fourth in the overall uh, medals tally uh, they have 61 medals overall with 22 gold 16 silver and 23 bronze in australia as always uh, take the major share of the spoils they have 178 medals in total they have 67 gold and then followed by england uh, with 57 gold and canada with 26 um uh what stood out for you uh, as far as india is concerned on the commonwealth games aniket what caught your eye so what caught my eye was uh, the performance of the track and field athletics basically so uh, that was uh, something that really caught my eye and uh, my most favorite accomplishment among all the wonderful things that we have so we have 61 medals uh, in total that have been brought home so there have been 60 61 phenomenal feats that have been achieved but my favorite among all these uh, was of avinash sable who won the silver in the 3000 meter steeplechase and yeah. uh, i absolutely i saw that uh, obviously i couldn't catch it live but i did see the highlights of it and the sheer feat of what he did was uh, stunning so i don't know if you know but uh, the 3000 meter steeplechase i learned later on has been for 28 years dominated by kenyan athletes so for 28 years the top 3 spots in the commonwealth game have gone to one nation and avinash sable who is uh, in the indian army uh, basically there are wonderful interviews of his and i hope someday we get to talk to him as well Uh, you know we we dreaming here but hey uh, don't stop dreaming so <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly so uh, he's he spoke about uh, how he practiced and trained and basically in the in the almost in the last leg of this uh, final race he was in the fourth place and in the final uh, in the final leg he basically overtook two other kenyan athletes and he was 0.05 seconds off gold so he almost snatched the gold as well he just ran out of room wow. and uh, just a sheer feat of what he had done uh, because like i said uh, 28 years one nation dominating he's he came and took it it's been a great uh, morale boost i would say uh, for the world of sport in general because when you have such sheer dominance i think you can compare this dominance to uh, something like china has in table tennis right like in the olympics uh, just absolute dominance and it's good to know that it's been broken and even more proud that it's been broken by an indian so that was uh, my favorite uh, moment of uh, this olympics i have one more that comes to my mind but i'll let you go uh, uh, avinash sable actually set his personal best to on his way to a silver medal so which is great so if you have to peak that's probably the best time to peak which actually because he's able to compete with the kenyans i think this keeps him in good stead uh, for the olympics hopefully in a couple of years because uh, that should give him a lo- that should give him a lot of confidence uh mainly because 
you know he's been he's probably competing with the best in the world if it's if he's coming yeah. to the Kenyans uh steeple chase is i think af- after the marathon and or the decathlon i guess it's one of the gr- most grueling uh, re- uh pa- competitions to participate in i think because of they have those hurdles don't they which are yeah. usually higher than the normal 110 meter hurdles and then they also have the those water hurdles and so on so it's 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 extremely grueling so for someone to finish uh the silver medal especially for an indian to do so uh, on his way to silver is quite quite cool so uh, i think other than uh, avinash sabla i think the 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 list of uh, gold medals i think we got the major uh, uh share of the gold medals in wrestling we have ravi kumar dahia bajrang punia deepak punia navin kumar deepak nehra mohit grewal pooja gelor vinesh bhogat anshu malik sakshi malik divya kakran pooja sihag all of them won gold medals again continuing with our uh, long history of uh, uh, good quality wrestlers i think uh, India did extremely well uh, with 12 gold medals. At this point, you can call it domination as well, I guess. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's it is definitely know, domination. It's good to know that we produce such high-quality wrestlers. And, uh, no, for sure, fantastic. Uh, what what was also uh, interesting was that we had... So, if we look at the medal tallies, right? I think wrestling was the maximum number of medals we got. So, I'm not talking gold here. I'm talking medals in general, like 12. Then it was, yeah. uh, by the table tennis team, 7. Uh, then yeah. there was obviously weightlifting, which was 10. So yeah. weightlifting also, it was a pretty uh, spectacular performance. And then there's obviously uh, boxing. So uh, we know Nikhat Zareen. Yeah. It's, it's been uh, out, like again, uh, ag- this is, uh, I think we, st- we stood fourth among all nations, like you said. But if you compare it to the past Commonwealth Games, this is terrible. Uh, technically not the best performance india has given even if you consider the last decades so i think yeah. to, to, if i remember at right, 2010 when we hosted it we had 101 medals so uh, another topic is uh, home support does it matter or not well <laughs> we can debate that on this particular event but i think 2010 was when india absolutely dominated with i think 101 odd medals Uh, but what's very interesting is for example this time in track and field and athletics we already mentioned uh, uh, avinash uh, basically uh, sable yeah. yeah avinash sable but also in the triple jump if you see you had elhos paul and uh, abdullah abubakar who basically had a one two for india so we had two indians on the podium and i saw the highlights of that again a fantastic event so i think uh, obviously the uh, one and two were decided by i think 0.01 meters so basically the, there was almost nothing to split the difference between uh, gold and silver however yeah. uh, what was interesting was that uh, abu bakar in his fifth and final jump i believe i think it was fifth yeah actually uh, got that mark in otherwise till then he was i think fourth or fifth and he was not even on the podium so it was his final jump and in his final uh, triple jump he basically uh, went close actually got onto the podium and there was another indian who was fourth so uh, basically uh, it would have been uh, absolute domination but you know hey we are very close to it and this does seem uh, promising just from track and fields which 
again this is the commonwealth games is not the olympics but it was fantastic to see just how these athletes are now stoked to go to the olympics right so you you've seen eldos paul and abdul uh, abubakar actually talk about how now is the time they start training for the olympics so it was not about oh let's party and let's uh, you know uh, get this but they were like if we have to do anything in paris i think it's in 2024 the olympics is in paris this time and uh, they basically talk about how now is the time you start pre- prepping for it and get into the groove so i think it's been a good time it's been a good commonwealth games and hopefully uh, we move uh, farther from here in terms of a medal tally for the olympics absolutely i think uh especially in track and field it's so promising because historically speaking right we've not had a lot of uh, uh, athletes standing out in track and field yeah. i always think about uh, all of those women pt usha ashwini nachappa right we had uh, anju bobby george, george in long jump if you remember for some time so uh, we've had all of those athletes but they were all always few and far in between but to see in in just uh, one commonwealth games or one olympic games last time in tokyo to have all of these track and field come up and actually compete with the very best instead of just participating it's it's excellent excellent to see so it really augurs well for uh, paris 24 uh, the other point was uh, with the uh, indian women's hockey team uh, they ended up with i think they ended up with the bronze medal um, but there was a bit of a controversy when they took on the aussies when the the, the match went to uh, a penalty shootout after uh, after the game finished at 1-1 Uh, in regular time uh, so the first attempt was supposed to be taken by australia which ended up being successfully saved uh, uh, b- by uh, savita punya who is the goalkeeper but just when the when the Ind- indian uh, player came up to take the penalty uh, she was stopped uh, because apparently the clock had to start right the clock apparently had to start just before the first penalty was supposed to be taken but the clock never started because the uh, the side the referee on the sidelines was supposed to signal the start of the stopwatch at the start of the time she never put her hand down uh, from a race position but the referee on the field did not see it which meant that the clock never started they realized that just before india's first attempt which meant now that they had to retake or make the australian uh, uh, player retake the penalty again right and which and then she ended up converting the penalty and then one thing led to another and then uh, the indians lost the penalty shootout 0 uh, to 3 which which kind of uh, erupted a bit of a erupted a lot of controversy um the rules meant that the uh, the penalty had to be retaken irrespective of what the result was before um the after the after the match the FIH the hockey federation came out and issued a statement and apologized for the miscommunication and they were assured that the incident will be reviewed uh they did admit to their mistake that the penalty was taken too early uh i guess i guess this is part of a game where you know rules are there and rules are meant to be followed if some rule doesn't get followed you know there are rules in place to actually make the exceptions also you know uh corrected so uh, what did you make of that i think for me personally yes it is a bitter pill to swallow because uh, people talk about momentum which i strongly believe in i know a lot of the folks don't uh a lot of the analytics guys i'm sure don't believe in that but 
it should leave you on a bit of a high especially when the stakes are so high especially when the emotions are running really high as well so what do you make of the whole controversy i think it's one of that thing that's that comes with when you have humans in the loop right uh, there are human errors you, you're not going to get rid of them uh, un- it's unfortunate timing uh, yeah I, it sucks that it's at the commonwealth yeah. game but you would be surprised how even at uh, university football tournaments uh, i have been at a situation where i've had to retake a penalty and uh, it it i don't know what to say it just happens it just sucks that it happened at the uh, to the indian team at that level because especially when you save the first one it's almost like a lifeline to the uh, person who scores right <laughs> so they have a, a re, uh, another shot at it which becomes just that much harder for the person who's trying to save the penalty because uh, yeah but it is what it is it's un- it's sport i don't know how to put it in it's- other words it's it's especially rough if it's a pen, if it's if you are the goalkeeper because the odds of saving a penalty are much lower than the yeah, odds of uh, scoring the penalty you. right yeah yeah right they're absolutely stacked so it it definitely sucks to be a goalkeeper in those situations but who hey, saved the first penalty right so it sucks even worse yeah like, especially she saved the penalty and then yeah. uh it had to be taken again so it's uh, i guess it's 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 part of the it's part of the it's part of sport i guess but it's just a bit a bit of a spill to swallow so um the the men's uh, doubles team uh, of uh, satvik raj satvik sai raj rankiredi and chirag shetty end up winning the gold in badminton which is again great to see they've put up they put up such a good performance in uh, the thomas cup right is it the thomas cup yeah it yeah. is so they so they did so well so it's again good to see them back and uh, win the gold for uh, india again PV Sindhu I think was absolutely unstoppable she ended up winning the gold uh, as as did Lakshya Sen so both of them That's right yeah both so of I'm, them did excellent shout out to our badminton and actually even the table tennis team for that matter so uh, we had uh, the table tennis even men's I, I I forget the gentleman's name who won the Achanta second Sharad common Kamal, yeah yes yeah, Sharad Kamal correct who won uh, basically his second uh, I think commonwealth gold so yeah i think asharat uh, kamal man i mean shout out especially to him because he's been around he's for been around while, for right? such a long time yeah i know yeah i think i've read somewhere i i might be wrong i think the last time he won the gold was in 2006 he's 40 years old right now so he won i think his last gold 16 years ago and now he's back and won it again so which is awesome that, to see he's been around for a long he's the only table indian table tennis player that i know so it's yeah, great to exactly. see him win the gold again Yeah it's a name that always resonates. Uh yeah I I've seen him play. So and wow. Yeah. It's it's good to know that he can come back and always uh there's always a comeback written there waiting for happening. So definitely for sure. Uh, anything else that's not for you? Uh, apart from this uh basically I did want to touch upon something that went uh semi viral was basically lawn balls. So the Indian ladies team won a gold in uh, the event called lawn balls so i don't know if you're aware of what the actual sport is i was Just not aware uh, very bad person to ask <laughs> ask this off but uh, i'm going to do a very uh, bad job but it's basically man my very limited understanding was it is basically like bowling but you're doing it in an outdoor uh, lawn right it has grass and then you're trying to uh i i stop here <laughs> i think the, it's like i think it i think it is like 
curling you know they have that in uh, winter olympics yeah, i think it's like it's curling very, but on grass it's it's, it's very close to uh, yeah it's very close to that you basically are trying to get this one ball to a particular destination clearly we should do a research and come in got <laughs> but yeah if that doesn't tell you we haven't watched a lot of commonwealth games i don't know what does yeah but no hey, but still, uh, they still won they still yeah. they still won a gold uh, the women's yeah. team and uh, i think uh, the men's won a silver too so mm-hmm. that's that one thing would be incomplete if we did not discuss was t20 women's cricket in the uh, commonwealth games so uh if you've uh, followed and if you for those who have not what happened india went to the finals and they played australia and uh what seemed uh india seemed to be in actually pretty good control i think they were like four wickets down and had about uh if i'm not wrong 70 runs to score from about 50 balls it was seeming to be india's game uh, for the taking and i think uh, our ladies uh, dropped the ball from there on so there was almost like a collapse in batting and then uh, they basically lost the lost a game which was supposed to be called a winning game so you had azuldin tweet about how it was a collapse and it was uh, theirs to lose gangli with a more a moderate tone tweet congratulating them and also telling them that they'll be disappointed cuz I thought we would win uh, like did everyone else and uh, yeah it's what it's what happened but I think they still went back with a silver medal and they are pro yeah. athletes they are professionals they are going to be back uh, but stronger than ever that's the hope but uh, it was good to see uh, again my favorite batsman uh, or batter to be more uh, politically correct uh, batter smriti mandana so she had she took us all the way to the finals but in the finals it was very disappointing to see her get bowled uh, when she left the stumps and uh, it it yeah the ball is down her leg side and she still hit the stump so she was like yeah walked across and she lost the uh, thing i was heartbroken when that happened but hey uh, it's sport so yeah i mean and also i think losing to australia is not not i guess not such a I, i don't want to call it a disappointment because it's still a huge disappointment but yeah. australia has been the team to beat anyway right so so uh, i have I, up, i have a counterpoint to that so yeah in sport you always lose someone better than you <laughs> right <laughs> you've lost because someone was better than you uh but then i i get what you're saying like the australians are consistent performers and uh, they yeah. they've been there uh, for a while and uh, it was sad to lose after getting there but uh, i'm sure it's hurting them more than it's hurting me so yeah i mean lemon come on they've won the silver i guess it's and it's disappointing but still they've they've uh, uh, they've they've been there so i think cricket is one of those sports i think if you think about it is probably if you end up winning a medal that means you did pretty well because you are actually competing with the best competition right because uh it, it's not as if uh, the united states or china has uh, a really solid team to send to and they did not participate because it's the commonwealth game so australia is there england is there right so everybody else south africa all of those teams are there so everybody is participating in these games so yeah um, we must also note that uh, basically shooting and archery were removed from the yes. commonwealth game so what is typically 
another good couple of medals for india because we we have a very good shooting and archery team if not more yeah exactly so uh, that event was not there in this olympics so uh, it's unfortunate but it was what it was yeah uh, we actually uh, speaking of uh, uh, some of the other racket on squash we have a couple of bronze which is great uh, i think uh, you added a note in there that uh some young guy who's 14 participated anike yeah anahat singh so she's the youngest uh, uh contingent oh, from the so indian it's a, team it's a woman, my uh, bad. Yeah. yeah so at the age of 14 oh my god what was i doing when i was 14 <laughs> definitely not playing yeah. in commonwealth games or representing my country but hey more power to her she has a long career i can't even say uh, on the podcast what i was doing on 14 because it's so bad <laughs> yeah So, so bad, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anahat Singh. That's that is great. A uh, judo. I think we had a few medals. I think we had a couple of silver and a bronze, which is great. Uh, we already spoke about weightlifting and uh, badminton. And so, also, our para athletes won uh, gold. So I know uh, for a fact that there was a gold in the para weightlifting. Uh, also, there was one, and that also led to setting of a record, I believe. So, uh, yeah. And also in uh, para table tennis, we have a gold. That's correct. We have a gold and a bronze over there, so which is awesome, awesome. Yeah, this is uh, the 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 para games also became a part of the normal Commonwealth Games. That is awesome to see as well because exactly. it's you know it's it's not like the Paralympics where the they were they are held after the Olympics, after the Summer Olympics, right? They combine those, which is great as well. But overall, I think a creditable creditable performance from India overall. Um, If you think about it, with sixty-seven medals, fourth in the medals tally, I think that seems about right. And you get behind, uh, behind Australia, England, and I think Canada. That's right. And uh, just to, uh, we have sixty-one medals in total. So I think Australia topped it with one seventy-eight, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So. And then one seventy-six from Britain. Six, yeah. Yeah, and then Canada with ninety-one. And our, uh, I think the uh, t- gold medal tally was opened by Mira Bai Chanu in weightlifting. So in the women's forty nine kgs, uh, so she yeah. won the first gold for us. Uh, I mean, we can keep going on and on uh, with all uh, the great things our athletes have done. Uh, we at least have sixty one events to talk about. But Gautam, let's move from here, unless you, unless I'm left something. But otherwise, we can briefly talk about. Uh, Premier League football season's back. Yeah, let's go to Premier League. As I was saying earlier, uh, Aniket, it kind of uh, came uh, came to me out of nowhere. Uh, mostly because I've been just busy and stoned with all kinds of stuff. But it is August, and that means it's the it heralds the beginning of the Premier League. Uh, it's it is a div- bit of a different look. For a Premier League, because we have new players coming in, new managers like every other season, it's also going to be different. Mainly because come winter, we're going to have a winter break this time because the World Cup is around the corner, which I'm so excited about. Man, the World Cup is so awesome. Uh, I wish uh, it's uh, just a great World Cup. It's I just love the World Cup, but we'll talk about that later on. But uh, the Premier League is back, um, which means that. Um, Some teams look new. Some teams look old. Uh, look old as in Manchester United because it looks like a new look team, but the results seem to be the same as last uh, season. Did you catch uh, the game? But I think what? What is that? Did you catch the game in Brighton? Uh, of course I did. I watched okay. it. I was so miserable watching it throughout. Uh, for those of you who did not, uh, United ended up losing uh, two goals to one uh, to uh, Brighton at home. I should add. 
they looked very tepid and mediocre uh, they do have eric ten hag the new manager um, he benched ronaldo he started christian eriksen up front but not not a lot was happening nobody was creating as such uh, he promised beautiful football so we'll see where that beautiful football takes us to i'm not i'm not being pessimistic at all it it is going to take a lot of time uh, just yeah i mean if, based if on what a- anyone at this point thinks it's going to be a couple of games uh, it it's for the long run and it's not because it's manchester united it's because you've seen a lot of clubs in this uh, it's a cycle of ups and downs and uh, it's unfortunate it's the time for manchester united now it's barcelona is also somewhere there fighting their battle with all the cartoonish gimmicks that they are doing they say they don't have money and then they go and sign yeah. robert lewandowski rafinha and like six players for one position i don't understand what they are doing but uh, you know it is uh, i don't know modern football for the lack of a yeah. <laughs> better word yeah and again i just hope 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 they give uh, ten hag a long rope i'm sure he's going to be under a lot of pressure there are going to be some results that do not go his way and all of that but you have a quality manager now just just stick with yeah. him you know what he does you know what results he does just give him what he wants give him a long rope and see where it takes us not just give him one season and say you know you're out that doesn't help anybody but as a third person uh, just witnessing this i feel ten hag himself is all over the place uh, just yeah. the way he started with this like you know he there was a leaks of emails saying about this is talking about discipline being on time and then you have ronaldo and his uh, friends leaving before a full time whistle he's in a position where he can't sell ronaldo he's in a position where he can't play ronaldo i think he it's not the best start that he would have imagined to his own uh, career because yeah he it seems but i think the, all of these yeah i think all of these and you get this part of the politics of when you first get into a team right yeah. you have to establish dominance you have to establish leadership you have to establish you know everything starts from me kind of thing if you're the manager because if you don't do that especially for uh managing managers like uh, uh these big clubs right zidane always does it he first thing he does uh, even in the second stint he took over in real madrid he said he actually made sure who's the boss right he actually made sure to communicate through it might be through the media through through the press conferences through leaks yeah. uh, you, you you always establish who is the boss right so i think this is all part of that now uh, if you're the manager i think rightfully so in football manager rules uh, manager calls the shots i'm absolutely. 100% so you have, with you yeah. uh, because even alex ferguson used to do that but I think oh, it yeah. went horribly wrong in Eric Ten Hag's case because after he set the uh you know uh uh tone right the tone saying that he's the boss it is then that actually Ronaldo and all these guys actually left the field before half time so it now shows in in my opinion very poorly on the manager when you say hey I am the boss and then you have your st- and extremely unprofessional from ronaldo by the way i must tell you i never in my uh, craziest of dreams i knew he he would throw tantrums i knew he he had a superstar head but i always assumed to be a th- him to be a thorough professional and i think in this particular case uh, that was not how it was so extremely sad ronaldo's part it did put yeah. i think we should also note that there were it was not just ronaldo there were other players as well along with him who left just uh, as of course said, yeah. yeah 
yeah <laughs> yeah so but yeah i mean i see what you're saying it did you can think of it as backfiring but i think eric ten hag is a character who likes to stake his dominance in such a way uh, because i don't think he can just say that in the dressing room and not project himself i think he has to do both uh, so uh, i mean it happens it's just one we are just one game in i i, I guess we shouldn't There's be 37 8 more games 37 exactly. more games to so, come it's a it's a long season ahead uh, with the world exactly Cup just break. like liverpool drew with uh, fulham 2 2 all yeah. right 2 2 oh that was some that game by the way yeah it was really good game but yeah. that again doesn't mean that Liverpool are uh, not good anymore or something like that. They still yeah. have a solid solid team. I'll just be, I'm now I'm going here and there but I spoke about Barcelona. They I really like the new kits, man. They re- the new kits really look really really cool, I thought. It's the same colors obviously, but the kits are so cool, I think. The blue ground. Yeah, uh there there is so much to talk about that club as well. Uh I I mean I like them so much, but I, right now I'm hating them. It's mixed emotion. <laughs> uh we have sold our uh, you know studio rights we sold our tv rights we are trying to sell everything to sign players for the long run so in some ways we are borrowing from the future <laughs> to survive the present uh it's a risky gamble but apparently it's a calculated gamble uh, in words of ian laporta so well uh, one yeah. thing's for sure javi cannot complain uh yeah like he he has to now deliver like it's done gone are those days uh, where you can say i don't have the team cuz i think he ha- he's got everyone he wanted to the point where we are uh, not able to register players right now so we are i think 3 uh, days away from the la liga first game and you've maxed out we have still not registered players so it's it's embarrassing i don't know what these guys are doing but they will we'll watch we'll see uh, which also takes us to the point now again we're flip flopping crazily here but another s- club that really had a good season in the transfer market was arsenal with mikel arteta so i think they've had some really good uh, signings they look like a really strong team right now uh, they obviously won the opening game with crystal palace so uh, it was it was a decent game uh, nothing crazy uh, but they took the team other side the 2-0 win So any of did you have any particular favorite games uh, Gotham this weekend Well my I'll tell you what my particular favorite game was uh, it was Manchester watching Manchester City play and now I was so excited to watch Erling Haaland because I think he is a superstar not superstar in making but I think he's already a superstar he's so good um he, he is like the quintessential number 9 uh, right you look at him you look at him play he's like that's the striker anybody would love to have and then city freaking got him man um just to watch the connection between uh, kevin de bruyne and haland just for that one goal he just looked up uh, haland was just running into space and just the way he played the ball for the second goal yeah. uh, if you there was this angle from behind the goalkeeper uh, and you could see how haland was cutting in into space and trying to get behind the defenders and then De Bruyne actually getting in sync. Just the way he played the ball to him yeah. was just and awesome. And also and the finish, just, let's not forget that was cold yeah. finishing. So, and even the first goal for that matter, he very well earned penalty. He's 6 foot 4, yeah. he's fast, he's <laughs> big, he's strong. Yeah, he's he's a player to definitely watch out for. Uh yeah. He's like one of those FIFA 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 EA Sports FIFA avatars, right? That you create, yeah. <laughs> your player that you create. 99 fast, everything so <laughs> yeah everything yeah. yeah he's like that man he's yeah. so fast yet he's so tall he has such good finishing abilities 
he has power like his left foot is insane it still reminds me of that goal when i think i don't know i think it was in the champions league or something he just hits this ball and the the ball just thuds into the <laughs> net of the goal it just makes that sound it's just great yeah, uh, but yeah uh, that was my favorite thing to watch over the weekend he is definitely going to give some defenders nightmares and lack of sleep uh, my favorite game though was uh, brentford versus leicester city so i think leicester yeah. city was leading 2-0 and brentford come back from 2 down so again i thomas frank just like the guy like the club I all I mean who's not rooting for an underdog so uh, <laughs> I always uh, look out for Brentford their their team I've got my zone so it was a good to see them come from back and uh, equalize 2-0 yeah they equalized in the 86 minute Josh da Silva after uh, Ivan Toni I think scored yeah. uh, the yes. first goal so just great but uh, yeah awesome to see awesome to have the Premier League back amongst us again Anikit yeah it definitely uh, it gets me excited yeah i'm sure um, this will be an ongoing topic throughout the next uh, number of episodes because i guess we have 38 or 37 more weeks of premier league left yeah. uh, and also we have the world cup in between so i'm just jacked about that so jacked about that it's crazy um all right let's uh, let's actually move on to uh, formula 1 shall we anikit yep so formula 1 currently is on a summer break So before the summer break we had the Hungarian Grand Prix uh, which was exciting uh, again it depends on the fans you talk to so Red Bull fans are going to be on cloud 9 Max Verstappen started from P10 and uh, drove his way to victory classic drive Red Bull what a team maximize every uh, race that is given to them like so they're the epitome of strategic man- uh, optimization like that team and on the extreme end of the other spectrum lies uh, the team in red called ferrari where they have been throwing away uh, you know whatever they have been creating for themselves so obviously what actually happened in the race was max verstappen finishes p1 lewis hamilton p2 and george creditable creditable yeah. performance from lewis hamilton <laughs> again uh, they mercedes again is one of the silent teams that have just been uh, you know stringing points in a couple of good performances getting those uh, points where whenever ferrari screws up so they have been there to raise their hand and take those points and so what happened was this is what happened uh, ferrari again a big snafu in the strategy they put uh, charles leclerc on a hard tire when uh, everyone in the grid at that point even me as a fan was going like what are you doing that's really worrisome when a person who knows nothing about the sport who's sitting in a different continent is worried about your strategy it is extremely problematic and that's what happened they put they got a wrong strategy they lost places it's fine they'll debrief they'll come back but what happened what's interesting is what happened after this grand prix so they broke for the summer break and sebastian vettel announced his retirement from formula 1 for aston martin so when he announced his retirement uh, immediately i think uh, in a in a day i think fernando alonso signed a contract a long term contract with aston martin so he's driving for alpine which is formerly known as renault so now he's moving uh, to aston martin which is owned by the canadian billionaire lawrence stroll so uh and basically i think the reason was alpine was not giving fernando alonso a long term contract given his age so he, they they gave him a year extension but he jumped 
and this jump i don't know if you followed after that what happened uh, on the internet gotham but it just drove into a crazy frenzy because then what happened was alpine uh put out a tweet saying they're going to have oscar piastri who's an australian young driver he's in their lineup so he test drives for them so they put out a tweet saying oscar piastri is going to be driving for us and in a couple of hours Oscar Piastri puts a tweet out saying Alpine have uh, put this tweet without my permission there has been no contract negotiation i am not going to be driving for alpine in 2023 he said in no uncertain terms and that just drove the internet crazy because then uh, there were a lot of talks about what's actually happening and then uh, there was there clearly talks of him going to mclaren because he clearly told his primary sponsors that he's not going to be driving for them so first of all you got to have some guts and some level of confidence to do that apparently alpine are taking him to the court we'll see what happens cuz obviously they've invested millions in him already so i think the amount of kilometers he's tested is 3500 in a race car for alpine so it's a lot of money they've put in but at this point he said clearly he showed them the finger so and he's now rumored to be signed for mclaren and mclaren are now trying to offload daniel ricardo so who's clearly not performing well uh, he's uh, way behind uh, his teammate uh, lander norris he's clearly struggling so but he has apparently a very tight contract so the only way he goes is when he says he quits otherwise uh, mclaren pay him i think a couple of i think 15 17 million dollars or something they have to buy him uh, out yeah they basically buy him out right so uh, mclaren doesn't want to buy him out so it's an absolute whirlwind uh, of a, i think it was a twitter storm that started it uh, and this by none other than oscar piastri who who basically told his primary sponsors uh, you know go screw yourselves and from then it's, on it's, it's it's all happening in the middle of the pack yeah exactly and uh, after that alpine have come out saying oh this is he has no loyalty he has this that i'm like you're in a sport where no one has any loyalty i mean <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you what is your benchmark for loyalty here you let alonso you didn't give him a contract he wants so i mean whatever Uh, but that's where we are so it was a very interesting uh, summer break in the f1 world there are a lot of rumors and uh, gossip yeah. going on but uh, yeah. we only know after who stays who doesn't and uh, what goes on but it's sad to see sebastian vettel retire but i, I also felt it was time uh, for him because uh, i i've not seen him back in his element uh, since his last world cup uh, world championship sorry yeah yeah i mean He 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 gets to retire with four titles under his belt. Yeah, that's straight. again something. Let's not forget. Yeah, I, I so, didn't follow I mean, F1 very much that have, time. Yeah. yeah, but he does have four titles to his belt, which is, I think, a very high number of titles to have. Well, yeah. they they consider Alonso a genius for two titles, so you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also he's also a breath of fresh air around the circuit. I think everybody seems to like the guy. Uh, he seems to be a pretty chill. chilled yeah. out guy especially later on in his career i think he kind of evolved into this you know free spirit which is great uh, but yeah it's probably time if it's time it's time man uh, especially in the world of motorsport when you think you're not at 100% the stakes are really high because you yeah. can get dangerous out there so if you're not if your mind is not 100% in it 
better not do it anymore um just looking at the the standings now uh, verstappen continues to lead with 258 points followed by charles leclerc at 178 uh Sergio Perez right behind him 5 points behind 173 so yep. um there it's very tight on the top uh, but then as you said i don't know ferrari probably what gave up at least 30 points over the course of the season so far at least i would imagine yeah. just because of all kinds of i'll just put that on the strategy not even mechanical problems right yeah. mechanical problems is one thing engine problems electric circuitry all that is one thing but strategic problems i think are unforgivable personally so yeah. the, especially in the world of formula 1 where so much depends upon the strategy uh, of the team so you can't just do that so george russell has been consistent throughout uh, he has five podiums so far with 158 it stands fourth mm, as far as the constructors go red bull continues continues to dominate with 431 for ferrari at 334 you know mercedes is not too far behind but then i think mercedes will have to settle for the third spot no uh, for the season i think um I, hamilton i think is the guy that's probably the most annoyed and the most uncomfortable in the circuit because he's not used to finishing like this over the last at least what close to a decade or so yeah. um but you know it's it's part that's that's why sometimes it's uh, such a fun season with formula 1 sometimes you have those teams to, completely and utterly dominating but sometimes you don't just to give some context to this right so red bull racing the constructors championship i think red bull is at 431 points and yes. ferrari is at 334 so there's roughly a 100 point difference uh, among them what mercedes is a close 30 points behind so if ever and this is coming from a ferrari fan if you ever had to choose on where you would put your money ferrari or mercedes go with mercedes like I mean they've been their seven time world champion winners let's not take anything away from them they're really coming back from what people thought was going to be a pathetic season so even if they're p3 right now in constructors i think they have a chance yeah it's going to be tough 100 points is a lot but hey it's also like two dnfs for one team so uh, to catch up to uh, red bull but Yeah, no, it's going to be a interesting season. Let's see what Ferrari and True. Mercedes bring to uh, yeah. the remaining remaining half of the season. It's 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 hard for Mercedes to for for us to think about Mercedes messing up. It's also really hard for us to think about uh, Red Bull messing up too. Just yeah, because of exactly. Strategy. Oh, Red Red Bull again. They're a they're a brilliant team. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I just it's like it's one of those things you see Rafa Nadal play. You know you hate him because he beat Roger Federer, but you can't not respect him. So Red Bull exactly. I, my equation with Red Bull right now is like that they're just a flawless they maximize everything that they can in every race and it's just, And I guess it's, same applies to Max Verstappen as well he's just some he's so annoying but yet you can't help but yeah, respect him Exactly yeah But yeah I mean Formula 1 is what I, I it's not even half the season yet it's just a summer break right I don't think we've yeah. even finished half the season yet so a long long way to go yet Yeah um so we'll see what happens there as well um I think that is all we had to discuss Aniket do you have anything else that you would like to talk about no just recommendations Gautam and then we can uh, obviously uh, we will not go without uh, trying to lure our subscribers to subscribe to news laundry and keep uh, independent media free and thriving so it's the independence day coming up uh, so it's not it's just independence day Aniket it's azadi ka amrit mahotsav that's true Uh, and it is 75 years 
of uh, independence so i think it's a good time to just self reflect and check uh where we are uh what we were 1947 where we are today and where we hope to be i think everyone should uh, do that in life <laughs> for one's lives and for the country as well i think so i think it's a good time to think this and support independent media in general keep in media independent let democracy thrive and subscribe to news laundry but yeah, do you have on this independence day do i i must i must just piggyback on what you just said in in independent india we must support independent media as well because there are a lot of media houses out there that are not completely independent because they are dependent upon so many other things like uh, the goodwill of the sponsors or the goodwill of the the government right so advertisers, always yeah. always advertisers sponsors government be it anything so news laundry I, as far as i know i've checked they're very transparent i've met everybody in the office as well they are not beholden to anybody which is just great it's a great vibe i've met most of the uh, folks who work at news laundry they're just a thriving organization still small lot of room to improve and grow which they are doing which we, we hope they'll get to scale new heights so do consider supporting news laundry if you haven't yet so go to newslaundry.com hit that subscribe button you can subscribe to news laundry for as cheap as 300 bucks so just 300 bucks is nothing uh, if you are in uh, the us it's what 4 bucks 4 and 1/2 bucks maybe uh, it's 80 rupees by the way and it gets it's not even 4 bucks it's 3 bucks right or whatever it is 4 bucks so uh, so do subscribe to news laundry pay to keep news free uh, let's get to some recommendations aniket yeah so what do you want um you want to go first gata or okay so a couple of things that i wanted to recommend so i've been reading uh, this book it's called uh, the russian affair and it's basically written by uh, david walsh it's it's about the true story ben a couple and how they uncovered the greatest sporting scandal so it's about the whole doping uh uh thing in russia and how it was basically state sponsored doping to be more correct and how it was uh, uncovered by this one couple who are, who are who one the uh, the lady is an athlete and the guy works in rosada which is the russian doping agency so it's a very interesting read uh, it tells you a lot about uh, the uh, the way uh, this uh, was put together and when you think about it you're like ha huh, is it this easy to actually uh, you know fake uh this thing but hey it's it's a nice read nevertheless and uh, the other recommendation is a lot of sports coming up just go watch some sport awesome i think uh, your recommend that's a great book by the way i should try to catch that um that kind of reminded me uh, of another uh, documentary about lance armstrong that i'm going to recommend it because you said how easy it is to do some things like this uh if you i will uh, i'll link i think it's on netflix uh, the documentary on lance armstrong and how he did the whole thing right so uh that's one of my recommendations uh the other recommendation is uh, uh last week uh, uh, the great basketball player bill russell died uh he i think he lived to be a close to 90 i'm not exactly sure but one of the all time greats historically one of the most important not just great but most important athletes uh in in american history because now is he was a great athlete he won 11 titles he was the backbone of all of his boston celtics teams but even more than that he was a champion of civil rights he was with uh, 
uh, it was in that famous picture with Ali and Jim Brown when uh, and all the other athletes Kareem Abdul Jabbar and all those guys when uh, Ali decided not to go to Vietnam uh, on moral grounds and all these athletes met and heard him out and there was this famous picture about of all of these guys standing together in support of Ali uh, he historically spoke up uh, he did all the right things he was such a such an important figure in uh, uh, the civil rights movement just because he was such a great athlete and he used his platform to speak up so bill russell one of the all time greats died so i'm going to recommend a piece by one of his contemporaries kareem abdul jabbar who uh, wrote a wonderfully moving tribute uh, on substack which i'm going to link so by the way substack also guys if you haven't subscribed to it at try substack it's great out there it's one of those uh, it's very similar to news laundry it's a platform which enables people to write and record and all kinds of stuff so Uh, that's one of the other pieces that i'm going to recommend along with of course news laundry and watching a lot of sport and we let our listeners go with the uh, commonwealth game uh, gold medal uh, a celebration where you listen to the indian national anthem so yeah that's a, that's right yeah let's let that's a that's a great uh, uh, note to uh, leave our listeners on uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend and also a wonderful independence day thank you aniket we'll talk to you later yep bye Th- thanks to producer lipi as well bye gold medalist and commonwealth games champion from india pv sindhu salam hai is champion ko double olympic medalist aur ab Commonwealth Games gold medalist 27 varshiya Pusarla Venkat Sindhu Rattayar Bharat ke rashtriya gaan ke liye जय हुई है भारत देश की ऑल द न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट आर अवेलेबल ऑन स्टिचर आई ट्यून्स एंड एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म प्लीज सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.